Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about the very first episode of Moon Knight and Morbius. That's right. We're going to talk about the uh, the Sony uh, flick that dropped last week, and uh, we're going to make sure we uh, we brought along a, a fan to talk about it. So we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey everyone, this is Dylan. What's up? I'm Nick, and I'm Michael. That's right. We had to get we had to get Nick from Sugarland back because you know I think I heard Nick was a fan of Morbius, so we got we had to get someone to to put this movie over. <laughs> That's yeah, more of a more more of a Jared Leto fan too, but <laughs> okay, interesting. We'll 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 get to it for sure. Uh, so yeah, we're going to be talking about Moon Knight um, uh, and Morbius a little bit later on. Um, but uh, before we go any further, we got to make sure that we remember our pickle of the week or pick of the week, if you will. Um, so this week, um, I am going to pick another game, keeping with the theme. Um, fresh from Kickstarter, we're getting Mummy the Curse, second edition. Um, so Mummy the Curse is akin to it's in the it's the world of darkness, so Vampire the Masquerade, Werewolf the Apocalypse, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, in this one, you play as mummies, and it's great. Uh, there, there's time travel, there's cults. It's it's basically the, you can play as Jared Leto if you want to. <laughs> it's basically his life story, so it's fine. Um but anyway, that's my pick. It should be in stores um, by the end of the week. My so. pick is X-Men Red number one. It's a oh, new yes. X-Men launch coming out. Um, it is written by Al Ewing, the guy who did Immortal Hulk, among many other acclaimed things. It's just, uh, I mean, it's Storm on Mars. That's all what more do you want? Know, right? Yeah, Storm, Magneto, Vulcan. Uh, the X-Men of Terraformed Mars. Storm's the Queen of Mars. I'm very excited. <laughs> And uh, my pick of the week, uh, just because it sounds it sounds like a banger, Spider Punk. Oh, dude, Spider Punk's great. Says that I, you. That's all. That's all I need to know. Spider, Spider Man, and it's Punk. That's Sign so, me up for that. So I'm down. Um, it's it also came out this week. It's not a pick of mine, but it is good. Um, Nick, it seems like it'd be up your alley. Have you looked at Heavy Metal Drummer? No, I've been meaning to check that one out. Yeah, dude, it's super cool. The art is fantastic. Yeah. Um. So it's, it's also one of those weird books. It's kind of like a little bit bigger than a digest mm-hmm. in height, but smaller than a normal comic. So it's a weird size. It, that's that's my sub pick. Come go get Heavy Metal Drummer. It's a really weird and interesting book. Yeah, I've been meaning to check it out. Dylan, do you uh do you have any events, events for to us? talk about? You want to talk about yeah. uh? Well, I know we got we some got upcoming plenty. stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, I'll go through them pretty quickly. Um, April 22nd through 24th, that's our spring sale at all locations. Everything yes. in the store will be on sale at every location. Wait, even Sugarland? Even Sugarland. Even yeah, Katie? No, I'm kidding. No, not Katie, actually. Okay. No, they don't, nothing's on sale. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Got him. Everything on sale at all stores. Not much more to say there. It's Friday through Sunday. You all know um, the drill. Yeah, you all know the drill. Um, and then on Saturday, May... No, wait. Oh. Thursday, May 5th. We got a, a Doctor Strange premiere screening. At, oh, that's right. Announced today. At, yeah. Edwards Marquee. Uh, it's at 8 p.m. It's when one of the new fancy auditoriums. I made sure of it. Um, basically, we rented out a theater and we like watching movies with y'all. So we just buy the whole theater and then we distribute it, distribute it, sell it to all of our customers. And you get raffle, raffle tickets and prizes. You get a free comic. 
and you get to watch it with people who are very excited. You know, I think that's the best part about it. You know, me too. The, the, if he, you've never been to a Bedrock screening before, they're a ton of fun. Yeah, uh, Nick, you're newer than the last screening, I think, right? Uh, yeah. You didn't I mean, work I, here for Widow. Y- n- no, 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 no. I did you go? I've only, no, I did not. Uh, the, oh man, the first and last uh, Bedrock screening I did attend was Ant Man. Oh, that was oh, fun cool. though. Yeah, yeah. Yes. This is just like that. Um, yeah, I like watching because we you get all the uh, the cheering and the excitement that you mm-hmm. should have you see a on TikTok movie. and doesn't happen in most theaters. Yeah, yeah, I hate it when there's like a tepid response to something that like should be exciting in a Marvel movie, you know. But exactly. that will happen at, at our screening. Um, so yeah, you can uh, starting today, you can pick those up at any location. It's fifteen bucks basically. It's the same price as the ticket. We don't charge any more than what it is. And uh, yeah, that's a premiere. Night. I'm excited. Same. And then the Saturday after that is Free Comic Book Day. It's at all locations as well. Thousands of free comics, local artists, uh, Rob Liefeld, the local artist Rob Liefeld. Yeah, he's signing starting at noon at the Galleria area location. A little tricky, but you know you can go to another store. Well, it's perfect. Get your yeah. Free comics. Come yeah. to Clear Lake. Come to get- Sugarland. Come to Clear Lake. Yeah. yeah. Get your free comics and then pop over to Westheimer for the Rob Liefeld. Story. Just, just, just pop in. Just pop in. Say, say hey to Rob. And then leave. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, I kind of, yeah, I kind of like that better actually. Like, I think it gives everyone yeah, a chance to go. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, um, yeah. I, I, that's actually pretty good. Uh, are you? Is is what's he? Uh, is he charging, Dylan? So he will sign Deadpool: Bad Blood number one for free. Which oh, that comes out today. today. Ah. Yeah, crazy. Wow. Coincidence. Yeah. So wow. it's a four dollar wow. book. <laughs> okay. It's a four dollar book, and um, he'll sign it for for free so you don't need to really you know pay for the normal rob Liefeld signature you know you will sign other things for a cost but um or you know photo ops stuff like that but you can get your bad number one sign for free which he wrote and drew nice and then um the saturday after that may 14th is a bedrock city comic-con it's a mini convention at no label brewery we're gonna have thirty vendors, four food trucks, musical performances. I'm very excited Ooh, about that. I'm, I'm hyped for the musical performances, cosplay, <laughs> and the works. You know, so come to that. Okay. That's at uh, yeah, that starts at noon as well on I'm, Saturday, May fourteenth. If you, I need, I need if to you, get that day off. If you zoned out for everything I just said right now, you can go to our Facebook page and look at all <laughs> the events. You know, just I, I listed there really conveniently. That's what I'm reading. So yeah. Well, yeah, really, that's what we got. You mean you don't have every detail memorized, Dylan? The dates, they all run together. Everything's they, in May. I don't know. It's all May. <laughs> yeah. Um, exciting. But um, before we go any further, we got to make sure you you know about our, uh, our live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. We are going to talk about the first episode of the highly anticipated Moon Knight series on Disney+. Plus. You know, if you've been listening to the show for 
more than a week. You already know Moon Knight's my my dude. Uh, yep. been, been looking forward to it for a hot minute. Um, so we're going to talk about it. But uh, we're going to turn it over to Dylan as he is like our uh, our resident uh, new rock stars equivalent. Fan. He's the real no, he's kidding. the real Moon Knight fan. I'm the complete opposite of Michael that I have no knowledge of Moon Knight at all. Yes. Um, what about you, Nick? Are you are you familiar at all? Not too familiar. Uh, to be honest, uh, I've never been like interested at the time, you know. Uh, but you know, I'm open minded. But uh, yeah, I the show did change my mind about Moon Knight because at first I was just like, man. But now, okay, he's cool. So at first I was all, he's Marvel's Batman, and then I was all, exactly. Oh, he's weird. A little bit different. Yeah. They could have leaned into that. Why does Dracula own money? (laughs) But I, okay, so actually I, the reviews came out for this like a week before and I was planning on doing a bunch of Moon Knight research. Yeah. Like I I have the complete collection. I was planning on reading that, but then I saw some reactions that were like, it's very different from the comics and they were mostly negative. Like the people, they didn't like the changes that they made. So I was just like, I'm not going to read anything. I want to have a blank slate, you know? Mm -hmm. So None of the changes bothered me um, in particular. Did they bother either y'all? Or no, not at me? all. Not okay. at all. I mean, I think so. Like one of the big changes is, um, well, one one change, I should say, um, Ethan Hawke's character. Oh, also spoilers for the first episode of Moon Knight. If you're yeah. <laughs> think, spoilers, uh, fair warning, if you haven't watched it yet. Now, I understand the episode two comes out today as we are. Well, tomorrow as we're recording, but today as it publishes. So you've probably already seen it already, but spoilers for last week's episode. Um, Ethan Hawke's character, Arthur, um, starts with the H, forget his last Harrow. name. Harrow. Harrow, thank you. Um, is a, not even a minor character. He is a one character, one issue character um, huh. from previous Moon Knights. And he looks very different. So I'm assuming that they're obviously Was changing. Was he a cult leader in the comics? Um, I don't remember. I've never read that issue. Okay. Um, but he only appears in one um, and it's an older, it's one of the older eighties um, Moon Knight runs. Interesting. And I, yeah. and I mean, as my, I do enjoy that era of Moon Knight of Moon Knight, but I really do think that Moon Knight really got good with the Smallwood or Bendis or um, some of the more modern Moon Knights um, right. as what I really uh, vibe with. But Anyway, well, so that's it seems a big like change. they reinvent Moon Knight a lot. Like each run yes. is like a different. Yeah, uh, yeah, yes. Take. Moon Knight changes a lot. Um, Moon Knight's canon is kind of wacky and kind of hard to track. You just sort of got to go with whatever the current writer is telling you is the truth. Um, yeah, so it seems like people. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like people should be used to like a new and like a new take on it. You know, yeah. like the show is because it mm-hmm. seems like each comic run is different. But right, like um, I don't I, know. And, and a lot of the runs, um, Stephen Grant, um, who is our primary focus in the first episode, at the very least, mm-hmm. um, is an alternate character, an alternate like a identity of Mark Spector that he'll use as cover. Got it. Um, so it's not just like a, a DID thing, um, dissociative identity disorder. Um, it's a cover, like a like a cover story because he's a mercenary. Um, so is it weird that we most of this episode starts with Stephen Grant and most of it is seen through his perspective? No, I actually I like that. I think I think it's a very disorienting form of storytelling. Um, I like that we don't know more than Stephen does. Right. I was going to say that. Yeah. Um, 
because one of my bigger annoyances in thing shows or movies or whatever that try to achieve that or try to tell a story of multiple characters and this character knows this but this character doesn't is like well as the audience i know it all so i'm just waiting for this character to figure it out and that's not fun for me um yeah this one really throws us in the deep end and we're just experiencing everything as he is and learning about it especially me not knowing any of it practically anything about moon knight yeah, um, but, but we get him in full costume in episode one and I'm about it. Yeah. Because yeah, my man looked cool. But I really like that vehicle for storytelling. It's like, especially with the action scenes, we just pop up in them, you know, and it's like, we'll explain later. Uh, oh yeah, all these scene. people are dead. Yeah. Welcome back, Steven. But it does, I don't know, I think maybe with some people, not myself, it asks too much and that it's like, we're going to tell you nothing. And you're going to figure it out when we tell like when we want you to, you know, I agree. And I, I've seen that frustrating some people. Um, it doesn't frustrate me. I'm not sure if it, if it's like a patience thing or if I'm just I too trusting maybe, but I'm like, I'm in for the ride. I want to, like, I just, there's a ton of questions, but I'm used to shows like that with lost and stuff, you know, I'm like, I'll figure it out when it's, when it's time, you know? Yeah. I, I think that um, we're not going to, I don't know. It doesn't bother me at all. And, and I'm not trying to say that this is like super highbrow entertainment because it's not, but like, it's definitely um, uh, more intellectually demanding than something like Loki, which I enjoyed. But yeah. I think like you have to yeah. think a lot more about this. Whereas um, Loki Falcon and Winter Soldier, less WandaVision, but um, Loki and Falcon specifically, really as as dylan brought up multiple times were just felt like big longer marvel movies and so far mm-hmm. this doesn't to me this did feel like a, a pilot like it felt like a, a real first episode of a show um and it has the opposite problem or not a problem but it does the opposite of what the marvel mcu shows do which is like too slow of a start you know because it's yeah. just a stretched out movie so it's just like part of act one but this one i felt like was like let's go you know like it really it really started i i think it's different from the other shows in that it the tone is it's not the netflix dark that a lot of people wanted i know um but i thought it was creepy enough and like the aesthetic was dark which i think is as much as we can hope for on disney plus you know um but it had no connections to the mcu like all these other shows do or no obvious not not yet you know yeah, yeah. Not but yet. the other ones were very steeped in it. No, not until Mephisto is going to show up in episode four. Of so, course. Well, that's totally. who Ethan Hawke is playing. Oh, right. Ethan Hawke is actually yeah. Mephisto. Arthur Harrow is yeah. It's um, if you rearrange the letters and take some out and add a few. Yes, then it's Mephisto. Um, <laughs> did that bother you, Nick? That it's not like a MCU really like tied into the MCU. I mean, I have, I do have a. Uh... I did have like a couple things in mind, like when the episode ended, like, oh, because just based on where it takes place, I thought about, uh, you know, it's in London and then he's working at the museum. The only thing I thought about uh, or speculated just for for fun was just uh, what if, you know, Mark knew maybe he probably knew, probably knows Blade or. Black Knight. Oh, okay. That's the only thing I was thinking about. And then and then Cersei from Eternals worked at a museum too. So maybe 
they worked yeah. together at some point maybe or they knew each that's, other i hadn't heard i've heard the blade thing and i've heard the black knight thing i hadn't heard the cersei connection that's an interesting idea i hadn't thought about that either yeah that makes I, a lot of I, sense i thought that based on like wait it's in he was when he was like i need to get back to london i was like oh so it's in you know and, and then right. he's at the museum so may and then he would then you know the part where there she's like his her his manager's like you're not a tour guide or you anymore or whatever so maybe they probably crossed paths or maybe he knew of her hmm. and that and mm-hmm. then and so he must have if so they must have met you know ran into i forgot his name uh black the, uh, black knight uh john snow yeah i'm gonna say <laughs> i'm gonna say kit harrington and john snow yeah but i'll say maybe they've crossed paths before or like interesting saying, or maybe you know mark maybe new blade or something so, so that brings up an interesting question is do you think we'll get another character uh to to show up in this like a surprise dylan because we think... t- we typically don't get something like i mean we got kang and loki like, yeah mm-hmm. we did get well okay, i mean we can spoil things right it's, it's been a while it's been long enough you get kingpin and daredevil yeah yeah you get mm-hmm. um falcon and winter soldier did that you got ralph boner oh yeah you can't forget the bone um and and then you got daredevil and spider-man yeah yeah so i wonder if if history history tells us that we should expect something else i think but i wouldn't say to like bank on it i'm not gonna be disappointed if we don't if you don't see yeah yeah that's i mean blade is a good fit but i don't know if they're gonna waste the blade debut not waste but i don't you know what i'm saying i don't know if well they already did the voice in eternal so just oh fair slow debut him you know and Oh, I mean, they did Kang. That's a big character going forward. That's true. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. And they're doing the cool. Werewolf by Night special in yeah. October. Oh, that's know. right. That seems like it'd be a good fit to tie in as well. And and I and I've been hearing speculation about Midnight Suns. So everyone's thinking sense. Ghost Rider will be out, soon, especially with the the you know the whole Norman Reedus wants to play Ghost Rider or you know or whatnot. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well. I mean, I guess we have five more episodes, right? And we'll we'll see what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I had another. Oh yeah, I had another thing. I kind of did the math on, like I read. I thought it was I had a discussion with someone about he how many math. episodes going to be, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be six episodes. And and it was saying last episode was on May fourth. Uh, and then what happened? What comes out on May six? <laughs> so, uh, that's true. I'm not saying there's a connection or gonna gonna be a connection. I'm, I don't know if it's just marketing or just coincidence or just something to pass time while you wait for Multiverse of Madness. But I don't know. I'm just saying maybe you know, there's something. I thought, to you were, I thought you were going for Star Wars for a second. Oh, oh yeah. Ah, no. like, May the fourth, Luke yeah. Skywalker shows up. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. The gloved Mandalorian hand reaches out of the Sarlacc pit. Um, but no, that would be I, some amazing synergy if you get Moon Knight and the next day because the May fifth, like Thursday night showing. Exactly. Is, you know. Yeah. I, that's entirely possible. I'm not at all gonna commit to that as a yeah, an same, official same, theory. Same. But I could see that happening. I mean, Multiverse of Madness. I mean, we're getting all sorts of wacky stuff. So you know, why not? There could be. Why not? Why not Moon Knight? I mean, in a different world, these things came out in a different order. That would make more sense to me. You know, like I feel like. We should be talking about WandaVision right now. And then right. that should end right before Multiverse of Madness comes of out. Of course. You know, but but, but you here know. we are. These things all got COVID. reshuffled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I have to ask about the accent. Maybe mm. maybe especially to Michael. Did it 
I have I have an opinion about it, but didn't bother mm. either of y'all. Uh, um, I'm talking about Oscar Isaac as Stephen Grant, his uh, British accent, his late, London accent. Laters, Gators. Laters, Gators. In it. He did all of them. Who's Mark? <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a little silly. Yeah. Um. So, but I don't know if it's like if there's a reason that it's that silly because Oscar Isaac is a good actor, and I'm sure can do a good British accent. That isn't a caricature. I'm th- is it giving Oscar Isaac too much credit to say if Stephen Grant is an alter, then he wouldn't have like a genuine British accent? So no, he's doing he's I, doing I, a fake accent. Dylan, have you seen Ex Machina? He's fantastic. Okay, like, you're right. Come on. Or is um, he just not good at it? That's also I, I uh, mean an option. I, okay, okay. The real answer is he's probably not good at it, but I like to believe that there's a real reason why it's not uh, stellar. Uh, I liked it. It's it pretty cartoonish. <laughs> oh, my name is Stephen Grant. It is. How are you? <laughs> I'm going to be Moon Knight, I am. In yeah, it. Yeah, it was very much that. Laters, Gators. Oh, no. I loved it. Crikey, a conchu. What's that? Okay, it was not that bad. No, it's not. I mean, it's one step away. <laughs> yeah, um, it wasn't that far off, actually. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, what fun is this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, that was too good. That's too good. London. Um, London. Anyway, um, I, I on the whole, I liked it. My only, my only other critique is um, that truck action scene. Some of the VFX looked very cheap. I thought a couple of them did, but I thought overall it was good. It was overall I good, liked but it. like particularly when that eighteen wheeler with the logs comes skidding yes. into the scene, it looks like mm-hmm. a, a video game. It's like who did yeah. this? What happened with that? I don't know. But I, I did appreciate the like actual set, like uh, on locations filming yes. that they did. You know, yes. on the whole, the scene looked good. I just it, I noticed the the VFX in that scene. You know, I was like, ooh, okay. They spent all the money on the costume. You know, custom does look good though. Yeah, I mean the the three seconds we see it, right? Um, but I'm very much looking forward to next week. Um, and stay tuned. Uh, I guess we're gonna continue to talk about it uh, as the as the weeks go on. But um, before we get to Morbius, we want to make sure we tell you about uh, our upcoming tabletop events. Now, it's time to give you the rundown of all the awesome upcoming gaming events for the month of April. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. Feel free to come by an hour early and learn to play. You can join us this month on April the 1st and the 15th. For RPG Day, this month we are playing Call of Cthulhu the investigative horror game that puts players right in the middle of cosmic horror. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, character sheets are provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited. Sign-ups are only open three weeks before the event. To sign up, either call the Clear Lake location or send Michael a PM. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month, we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels. This month, on April the 9th at the Katie location, we will be hosting the WizKids Ice Troll Paint Night. Then, Saturday, April 30th, at our Clear Lake location, we are hosting a freestyle painting event where you can paint any mini in the store. 
We can't wait to see what you create. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back. We are here to talk about Morbius. Had to uh, had to go see it this week. Uh, I know everybody's been talking about it on the internet. So, uh, you know, we've been talking about it for a very long time. I feel like this movie has been coming out for uh, too long. We got our first trailer two years ago. Was it that long ago? Yeah. yeah. Shot, shot three years ago. It's an old movie. Yeah, this is an old I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. So anyway, uh, spoilers for Morbius. Spoilers for Morbius. Fair warning. Morbius will be mm-hmm. fully spoiled, including post-credit scenes. Um, so before we get to it, I think anybody who has ever listened to the show before knows where Dylan and I are at with expectations for Morbius. Nick, what were your expectations going into Morbius? A, were you an existing fan? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, uh, to be honest, I liked enjoyed Morbius in the Spider-Man cartoon. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, that's what made me like Morbius at that time. And I uh, thought it was interesting when he was always just sucking plasma through his hands. And then he got the day Black Cat. So he was cool. <laughs> <laughs> what more could you ask for? Right. Okay. Right. So were you looking forward to the movie, though? Uh, yeah, I I was. And then, you know, with the whole pushback, pushback, I just kind of went like, you know what? It is what it is. And then when they said April 1st, like, oh, OK, then, you know, it's a real movie. It's like, really oh, this is out. this is real life. It's really happening. OK, I almost forgot about that movie. Yeah, I feel yeah. a little bit like these one these movies that have gotten pandemic delayed so many times have like mm-hmm. impossible expectations, like anticipation level. You know what of I mean? Whether, whether it's bad or good, that they it almost works against them. Like they have way more to live up to. You like know No Time I mean? to Die and Black Widow. I think No Time yeah, to Die like it, exceeded or succeeded pretty well. But yeah, but if this was just like been advertised and then come out a few months later like it was supposed to i feel like people it wouldn't have been such a big thing you know right but we've seen i've seen personally this trailer going to the movies every week this trailer enough times to stitch it together and make the runtime of morbius the movie you know what i mean or more i'm not exaggerating i've seen it 20 more than 20 times probably in person it's insane yeah Yeah. Um, for a movie you're not hyped for that's a lot yeah, it's a little unfair to the movie. So I will right. I will I will say that. That affected my anticipation level. Sure, 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 sure. So um with that all being said, um uh we're gonna we're gonna start talking about Morbius. Um I think we'll throw it to Dylan first if you wanna give 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 me a synopsis of this plot. Can you tell me I'll just, yeah, quote the unquote premise? Plot. There's mm. not much to the premise. No. Um it's a doctor named Michael Morbius, uh, <laughs> who has a rare blood disorder and um we get some flashbacks with him as a as a kid as well but um he basically grows up to be a brilliant scientist and is his life's work is dedicated to solving this blood disorder both for him and his friend milo um his name is lucia so he yeah or that um so i mean you've seen the trailer he takes a big swing he uh goes to a cave with some bats um, they, they eat his hand, and there we there, there we are. Yeah, I wasn't clear on how that happened, but he did something experimental with bats that he that was <laughs> right. risky. Apparently, he did, he did a bat experiment and then um, became a bat. He became Wait. a vampire, a yeah, living vampire. vampire. <laughs> yeah, some would say um, a and living vampire. 
I guess the 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 premise of the movie is that his friend also wants to become his friend a who has the same disorder. Yes, Milo. Yep. Um, but he, you know, Michael's gatekeeping it because uh, there's a lot of bad side effects. I guess like uh, craving human blood. Mm-hmm. And we should um, preface this by saying that um, in the in the universe, Doctor Michael Morbius has created artificial blood that has been used. You know, it's very well received in battlefields, et cetera. It's changed the world. And so Dr. Michael Morbius, after the living vampire, colon, um, is being is consuming only artificial blood because he's trying to not he has the strong desire to eat blood, real human, the red stuff. Right. Um, and uh yeah, and and his buddy Matt Smith, uh Milo, or Matt Milo is played by uh D- Matt Smith. Let's just say Doctor Who. I said uh, Doctor Who. <laughs> played by Doctor Who. Um and he's he doesn't have those those hang-ups, shall we say? Yeah. He's like, I've suffered long enough. Uh you know, give it to me. I'll live how I want, you know. Right. So I'll just go through like what I thought starting off with the movie. Mm-hmm. I so I was expecting it to be awful. I saw the R2 score. I was expecting horrendous yeah it's in the teens let's say that abysmal yeah uh i hadn't heard one good thing about it so i went in and then the movie started and i was actually pretty invested i was very shocked i was like what what are people so mad about this is not a 16 you know um for the the first act i would say like i thought it was really compelling the story of um basically what you would do to overcome that situation and how Michael and Milo were foils of each other and, you know, the lengths that they would go to. Um, so I was really fascinated with that, actually. I liked it a lot. Um, I, I wouldn't say I was in love with the movie, but I was totally uh, not understanding the the negative reaction at that point. I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. I was watching the movie. And uh, first of all, I would like to say that I really appreciate how, how they just got to it. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's like, all right. Here it is. Here's, here's where he's doing the thing immediately. You're in the cave, you know, like, all right, great. We're just getting, getting right to it. Um, yeah. Let's, but then let's, we had to do the flashbacks. Well, yeah, we did. We had, to, which we, I didn't, it didn't bother me, but the flashbacks clearly were, they didn't trust us to sit through those and get to the cave part, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, nothing, nothing cool happens there. Just a couple, a couple of kids get beat up by some bullies and then stuff happens. Um, Mm-hmm. You have to establish why Morbius calls him Milo, you know. Um, but anyway, so um, I agree. I watched the first act of this movie and I wasn't hating it. I was really annoyed about it. I was like, you know what? I mean, Jared Leto was really um, it, himself in this movie. You know, he was very, um, very serious. Right. And but the movie wasn't that silly right away i mean it was you had to make some leaps like the what are you doing with these bats it doesn't make any sense but okay sure whatever if i'm if i'm watching a superhero vampire movie i can make those those leaps um but i agree with you he fit in i thought the performance he was giving fit in really well with the beginning um because it was somber and serious yes to me um the character reminded me a lot of um, his character in, in Blade Runner 2049, Neander Wallace, 
felt very similar in terms of like uh, the performance and the energy. But I mean, I know he does that a lot anyway. That's sort of like his main vibe is like erudite, you know, better than you type person. Um, so, but, but that fits. Um, but yeah, anyway, so, and then the second, the, then the second act happened and that was, and third, and it was just, uh, came all crashing down for me. Um, but anyway, so let's, what, what else? Boy, I don't even know. I don't know where to start with this movie. Um, I had, <laughs> I, well, I mean, you touched on Jared Leto. What do you, Nick, what did you feel about Jared Leto's performance? I mean, first I had, uh, low expectations was based on everyone's internet reviews and everything. And, uh, I'll just, I'll just share a quick, funny story. Um, I got my ticket. I always like to see like the, any superhero movie in IMAX, you know, and everything, but this one, I try to spend as low as I could just because I, I heard it so bad. Do I really want to, you know, spend that much, you know, IMAX and all that. And, uh, mm-hmm. I do that and I get to the wrong, apparently I go to the wrong theater according to my ticket. And luckily they let me, uh, they gave me a pass to go and it was, and it was IMAX, <laughs> nice. but yeah. Nice. So ironic. So I did. Yeah. So I got to see an IMAX move for the price of regular, <laughs> nice. but, but so anyways, I get there. I'm like, all right, cool. At least I don't have to be upset if, you know, but I got, when I watched it, uh, I, I liked how it started, you know, with the whole, like, just jump, just get to it. Just get, just get to the point. And then I like that. I didn't mind the flashback. And then you see, okay, cool. All right. Um, and overall, I liked his acting in it so much better than Joker. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I know I, that's I totally. Know much... I know that's a totally different like thing. But all I can that's all. You know, there's a, people. I've heard people ripping on Jared Leto as Morbius. Like, well, you, you, you know. I mean, it's better than Joker. <laughs> I think there's much I, to criticize with his performance because I, he didn't do much. Right. Yeah, well, I've heard what, a lot of people like down talking on his. I'm like, oh, that, well, I thought it was fine. Well, I mean, I do have a problem with his performance in the movie, but not that it. It was more that it was too. He didn't know what movie he was in. I feel like mm. in the second and third acts of the movie, he's still playing this like he's in a real like a, like a later in a 2049, like a film. Um, and this is not a film. This is a flick. <laughs> this is a, <laughs> this is a flick you catch on TV and fold your laundry while you're watching, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I wish he had given the performance of Matt Smith, that Matt, energy. I wish Matt he had Smith that killed energy. it, dude. Matt Smith was the perfect person for that role. Matt Smith was the only thing keeping me going for the second, third acts. He was so stupid. Uh, I mean, in the best, I mean, that in the best possible way, I do love Matt Smith. He was so silly and campy and he delivered all of his lines with such, he's a cartoon. He understood he was very cartoonish. Yeah. He, he understood what he was. And Matt, Matt Smith has become such a good actor lately. Like he's been in some very good things. Um, and, Not good uh, movies. No. Uh, he's cursed with, I guess the last night. Last in night Soho, Soho. Other than that, he's like pretty cursed. I feel like with uh, yeah. being in terrible movies somehow, but but delivering I love, good I, performances. I, I think he's on the same level as Arnold and Uma Thurman and Batman and Robin. Like he, he knows what movies he, he's in and he's giving us a performance we deserve, you know? Yeah. He understood the assignment. Yeah. And, I really and I, enjoyed it. And I like to think that it was a Matt Smith edition that when the doctor asks him, 
to rate his pain on a scale of one to 10, he goes 11. I'm like, ah, oh, yes. Excellent. You might be right, Michael. The Doctor Who number. I think you're giving them too much credit still. No, I think Matt Smith did that. Had to be. Or they ripped it. I mean, they did the whole Batman Begins thing with the with the bats when he goes in the bat chamber. And they literally play the Batman music. It's yes. like very much when like Bruce Wayne is surrounded by the bats. It was like shot for shot, very much that. So there were some homages. There's an homage to uh, the Hulk as well. Um, you won't like me when I'm hungry. Did <laughs> oh, that God. did that do it for y'all, or did it? No, was it cringe? Or that was pretty how, cringe, man. What was your reaction to that? I yeah, I mean that was like meh, meh. The okay. cor- I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. There was a when there uh that part where you know he follows those guys to that lair. He's like, hey, I'm gonna take this, take this, and then they're like, and then he breaks the dude's arm. He's like, who are you? And he goes, oh, I'm Venom. Yeah, yeah. That I, I that one I actually cackled out loud in the theater. I was I was kind of, it was kind of embarrassing, but it, I thought that, I thought that was cool. I think I would have laughed at that if I hadn't seen it five hundred times already in the trailer. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, anything that was in the trailer fell very flat for me because I'd seen it. But that's not the movie's fault necessarily. That's the studio's fault um, for just playing the same. Well, there's the inverse of that too because there's a lot in the trailer that's not in the movie. That is also true. The Spider-Man connections, like the the wall he walks by with the Spider-Man graffiti and all the uh, vulture stuff. Everything was cut. The what's up, Doc? The embrace here, whatever. All the lines that um, Michael Keaton delivered so and the trailers were not in the film so i think they did for some reason because this movie was made three years ago like i said they retroactively decided to remove all the spider-man connections yeah what that's about that is weird um because didn't they bring michael keaton back for reshoots to film more to film the after credit scenes that we got yeah Mm -hmm. huh which so they brought him back. It would make more sense for him to run into him in the prison, which it seems like what was going to happen in the movie. You know, uh huh. That makes more sense to me than what we got. But that's I, what I thought was going to happen. It bothered me. I felt like because it, it was like the next entry in the Spider-Man franchise. You know, like the trailers were very like Spider-Man. It's a Spider-Man tie-in, and then it was like very deceptive. I felt so, like so. So what happened there? Like, why did this get changed? Is it because? Well, because well, if it's Spider-Man related, that's all Sony. It's up to Sony, right? Yeah. Apparently that the, the after credit stuff was made, they confirmed without Kevin Feige. Um, they just decided to do it. Um, so I don't know what that says, but they're, they're doing their own thing now. You know? Wow. But I think, I'm not sure why they did that. Maybe it was, maybe it didn't work. Or maybe they really wanted, they thought that these after credit scenes set up a Sinister Six better than what they had before. Um, and they were like, they saw an opportunity with the multiverse thing. And they're like, oh, this is how we do it, actually. Let's not do that other thing. I don't mm-hmm. know. Not sure. But I don't know. That's, it's, I don't know, man. Um, <sighs> I thought, if we're talking about the after credit scenes, I guess we can jump yeah, around. Well. I thought they were yeah. my least favorite part of the movie, to they, be they, honest. Same. Well, I Agreed. mean, no, I don't know if they're least least favorite. I mean, I would have, oh. I would rather just leave. Um, but, uh, but the the after credit scene revert, they were disappointing because they were there were two of them, um, and they were both with Vulture, 
It could have been one, first of all. Yeah. Right. Why did we split it up? You see Vulture getting zapped somewhere else, and then you get Michael Keaton VO on top of someone in a Vulture costume. It makes no sense. Saying we should team up. Why? Can either either of y'all explain how this happened based on the spell stuff? It makes no sense. That's that's what, yeah, uh, left me confused. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe, I wonder, do you think like Feige made some sort of a deal? It's like, look, let us have Spider-Man more and we'll put your stupid characters in our stupid, in our, in our good movies to like do, do Morbius and Vulture show up in Multiverse of Madness, you know, to, to drive interest in their crappy Sony franchise in order to get more Spider-Man. You know, is that a I don't trade? think so. No, I'm, 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 I'm grasping at straws here for, because I think he's very protective of the MCU, and I don't think he's going to let Morbius, Venom, Craven, any any of that. I could be wrong, but I don't think he's that's going to in earnest crossover in anything other than a Spider-Man film. You know, right? Hmm. But it, I don't know. I thought, um, real quick, uh, jumping back to performances. I think the only other performance. I think the only other actor that knew what movie he was in was. Um, Al Madrigal, who played Agent Rodriguez, Tyrese's partner. Yeah. Because he was a goofball too. Like he was just delivering nonsense of lines, like a buffoon. Completely yeah, understood thought... the movie. Tyrese did not understand what movie he was he in. He was very serious as well. He was yeah. just glancing at things, and that was it. Tyrese was acting so hard in this movie. I'm like, buddy, you're in Morbius. Chill. <laughs> I mean, now that we're on Tyrese, can I share with you my favorite moment of the week? Yes. So this is a little bit layered. You know the um, the Martin Scorsese uh, Marvel discourse, you know, about him saying that they're not really films or whatever. Yes. He's a dissenting opinion on them. So someone shared a tweet with a fake quote from oh. Martin Scorsese talking about Morbius. Uh huh. And Tyrese thought it was real, uh-huh. and he shared it to his Instagram. He shared the quote. Oh no! Uh, I'll tell you what Tyrese's reaction was. Wow! 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 I can't believe this just happened. Whoa! Cheers and hats off to you, amazing king. This is the <laughs> king of kings of cinema, Martin Scorsese. This is huge. So that's his reaction to the Martin to, Scorsese to, quote to a, to a meme, to a quote. Yeah. Um. Oh, and no. the thing <laughs> that is the Martin Scorsese quote is. I was aghast to find out that it was based on a comic book. This is the truest height of cinema, and even I cannot top it. A wise man admits when he's wrong, and I was wrong. I apologize to all comic book movies. Wow. Tyrese, <laughs> Tyrese, what are you doing? He Girl. fell for that? No, no, baby. Uh-uh. He thought okay. Martin Scorsese said this is L- the height of cinema. Lol, you thought. <laughs> oh, I love no. that, though. That's a, nice That's a good trick. story. It's a, I mean, it's a nice, you have to uh, congratulate Ernest reacting to things on the internet, you know, like he hasn't been jaded yet. Right. Yeah. That just tells you that Tyrese isn't like uh, trolling on the internet. I trust nothing, you know, so I would see that and immediately be like, everything is a work. I'm getting worked every day of my life by somebody. So I do, I do envy someone who reads things and believes them, you know? Yeah. 
Good, but, good for Tyrese. But I thought he was bad in this. Uh, that he, being said, yeah, he, he was. I thought I think, Jared Harris was wasted as well. I liked the scenes he was in because it involved Michael and and Milo. It was in yeah. That he added some relationship and and some um, grounding. Yeah, and Martine was fine. Uh, sure. Adria Arjona, uh, I thought she was good. Um, she was. I feel like trying to match Jared Leto because that's who all the scenes she she was in yes. all of his scenes. You know. So she played it pretty serious, but I think she did what was asked of her, you know. Um, but as for the overall movie, I, you know, I thought it, the story was kind of sloppy and it was forgettable, not to the extent that I wanted it to be. I was hoping based on the reviews that it would be like laughably bad. Like this is such a memorable film because it was so terrible, you know, but I didn't get that. I got kind of a bland like 2000s era something I probably won't remember in a couple Forgettable, of years. Forgettable, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there were, like, glimmers of a good movie, like I said at the beginning. And I liked the scene with... Uh, I'm trying to find nice things to say. With Michael and Milo. Um, sorry about my dogs. Uh, they. It was at some point when they confronted each other and Milo was pleading with him to, like, basically run away together. Right. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, huh. yeah. I don't like, think we got enough of that like emotional connection throughout the thing, you know, because Milo was clearly like, hey, I just want to be with you. Can't we just be best friends or let's whatever? Be, let's and, go be bros. Yeah. Um, but then they kind of make that other times he was just, Wahahaha, I am villain, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, I, I like I, I, I wish we had gotten more of that. I, I agree with you. I think um, there I think this movie could have been good as is evidenced by the first act or it could have been, you know, a lot better than it was. I don't know if it would have been good, but it would have been fresh, you know, maybe like a 60 low fresh, <clears throat> but I think I, a fresh tomato, it was a Herculean effort, but it would have been, you know, with Morbius. Cause it's just so lowly anticipated. Yeah, true. But like, I don't know, this could have been way better than this. Um, uh, Nick, do you have anything positive to say about this movie? You you liked it? Uh yeah, fair, fairly liked it. I mean, I liked it more than um uh, what everyone made it out to be. More than I thought I would. There we go. Okay. Because based on everyone's you. reviews, yeah, like I I expected it to be all like trash and not cash money at all. <laughs> so not cash money. <laughs> yeah, shout Sugarland. If you know, you know Sugarland. Yeah. I, and uh, so I mean, overall, I was like. It was good, not great. It could have been a bit, could have been better. I did feel like they did try a little too hard with some of the effects on some of the scenes, like the fight scenes. I felt like they tried a little too hard with the, uh, you know, the flying and all that. There, it was a lot. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just yeah, a lot, a lot of commotion going on. It was just like okay. Um, and then I liked the echo location. I thought it looked pretty cool. The yeah, or the sensing stuff. I don't. Yeah, know. yeah. yeah. I, thought the, I, I thought that I like was that effect. Cool. Yeah, just like when they were like it goes slow motion from back and forth, slow motion when they're fighting and like spinning. I was like, okay, that's a little much. too much. That yeah. was a little too much. And then to be honest, at for, like when I watched it, uh, I literally forgot Tyrese was in it. <laughs> oh yeah, like well, Tyrese, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, huh? This isn't Fast and the Furious. So right. Um. I yeah. I don't know. I. I didn't like much about this movie other than the first act and Matt Smith. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I went in uh, those first 25 minutes. I was ready to 
to eat crow and tell you that the movie was not bad. Um, I was like, hey, you know what? This this movie's all right. And then and then it just came tumbling down. Um, it's because there was such a long period of time where nothing happened. Like things were happening. It was too fast, but also nothing was happening. You know, no de- no new developments were being made right. um, or motivations or anything. So that's what made me bored in the middle of it. Anyway, it was. Yeah, I would say it is pretty boring as well. Um, I don't think I'll ever watch it again, though. I don't know. How do, you, how do y'all feel about that? Do you think you'll watch this movie again? Likely not, not on purpose. Not on purpose. I'd go to like a a quote along or a, you know, a, I talk, don't, a River Oaks style. It's not saying much for me because I don't even rewatch movies I really like hardly ever. So I definitely will not be rewatching it. Oh, I, I, I rewatch movies I don't like decently, but uh, no, I have no interest in you know this one. Uh, Later's Gators is what I say to this movie. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I guess I guess we should uh, give this a a score. Uh, and if you're new to the show or you're an old head who's returning for the epic Morbius review, uh, we we now review uh, on the standard. Film critic scale, the one to five stars. That's what Letterboxd uses. So that's what we're using. So it's, uh, well, technically 0. 0.5 to five because it's one to five with a half star. Um, so I struggled, Dylan, uh, oh. a little bit. And Nick, I struggled with this. But uh, Dylan, this is kind of funny. Um, last week on our Oscar show, we talked about uh, terrible movies and et cetera. Just for reference, I gave Spiral and Bad Boys for Life one star. So oh, I hated okay. them both equally. So, <laughs> so I had saying. I had to think here. So if I gave my first inclination was to give Morbius one. And then I'm like, do I hate this as much as I hated Spiral from the Book of Saw or Bad Boys for Life or Bloodshot? I'm looking at some of the other movies I've given a one. Escape Room, Tournament of Champions. Um, huh. No, I don't think I hate it that much. Uh, I'm going to give it a one and a half. Hmm. I think Venom Let There Be Carnage was better, which is unfortunate. Which is not a good movie at all. I'm, I'm going 1.5. Um, I guess I'll go. I, yeah, I wish go I'd gone first because I'm just gonna, I'm not going to bury the lead. I also gave it a 1.5. Oh, nice. Uh, cool. It's not, I mean... <sighs> There's not a lot to forgive with it, I feel like, because there aren't many redeeming redeeming qualities for me because the thing I like least in a movie is when I'm bored. I'd rather be entertained and um, see some garbage, you know, but it wasn't garbage. I was just really bored. Uh, so I liked a lot of those movies Michael named uh, better than this, um, but it was still it was still a 1.5 for me. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, I have other movies that are one stars, but those are ones that we talked about in the pod. Um, Zack Snyder's Justice League, I also gave one stars just because of uh, the energy. Why you got to bring him up every episode? I, I, it's, you know, I have to get my <laughs> quota in. I don't get paid unless we mention uh, Z- Zaddy once it a week. Snyder Cut. <laughs> Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Anyway, Nick, what about you? So oh, we got man. Two, we got two one fives here. What do you Let's got? end on a high note. Man, I'm about to. I'm probably gonna get slapped like uh, Chris Rock for this. Um, uh, I'm gonna. 
Well, I had a different score, but then, you know, after we're discussing it, it was just one of those. Oh, yeah, that did happen. We wore you down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we do that. So before I say my score, just just hear me out. OK, because um, it's just like, I guess just me being a fan of Jared Leto. And I liked, you know, I, you know, I liked the character Morbius. I guess that's what I was looking for. And the credits had me confused. I did say that they uh, tried too hard with some of the fight scenes like. I could I appreciate I could appreciate the origin story and all that, but it's just like I I thought it was okay. It could have been better. I'm not, you know. So with that being said, I'm just gonna say a three. And to be honest, that's for me, that's kind of that's my way of saying, eh, you know, it was all no, right. It was you. fair. Yeah. And because it's because like as you were going on about what you were saying, and I was just having that Michael Scott moment just going. Ooh, <laughs> or Ooh, awkward, yeah, you're right. Or awkward Jim looking at the camera. Uh, right. But yeah, because I actually, as a Tom Hardy fan and a Venom fan and Carnage, I actually liked, I don't know, I liked those both, both of those movies. And that's I fine. Guess, yeah. Like, yeah. We just, it just bums me out that the whole Sony and everything, that the whole, you know, just let yeah. Kevin Feige do all everything. Yeah, but for real. That's, that's my only, that's all my only argument. I'm just, it just left me with, uh, a big uh, like what the heck type of thing with the with the scene the scene credits ruined it for me to be oh, honest man, that's really... what ruined it be it just mean like wait so are y'all telling me you're gonna are y'all working with it what are y'all doing you know yeah I completely agree with you like those end credit scenes served no purpose other than to make me mad yeah I feel like it's like this I was I was fine and then I saw well I mean the movie was what it was and then those those last two things came up like what is this. Come yeah. on, this is so you made it worse. I already, I already can't make sense of Doctor Strange's spell, and this made it this pylon to that, you know, like whatever. But I mean, I think it's like worth noting that there. I mean, even when we trash a movie for two years, like we have been with this, like movie opinions are subjective, and everyone's bringing their own experiences to the movie mm-hmm. that they see and applying their own perspective. And there's no clearly no wrong way to perceive a movie or perceive it. You know, exactly. We're not so, here to, we're not here to take your fun away. I don't want you yeah. to, I'm not trying to talk you out of enjoying a film. Yeah. Um, like the know. critics aren't the end all be all for whether or not a movie's good. We're not. Um, I'm happy if people enjoy the movie, you know, the more yeah. people that enjoy it, the better mm-hmm. I think that's their goal. And if they succeeded with some people, I think that's awesome. So. Absolutely. Like uh, if you had a good time, awesome. I'm glad I'm happy. You had a good time. Um, But you're listening to us because you want to know what we think about the movie. Uh, And there you are. Uh, I'm glad um, we had diverse opinions about this. Me too. Me too. I'm glad it wasn't just a a hate. An echo chamber, echo chamber of my, just not liking it. So I, I, I welcome this. I like it better actually. Dylan, have we ever had a movie that where there was a huge swing between you and I? I mean, we're normally pretty close. I think I like Venom a lot and you don't, right? The first one? Yes. Yeah, I like yes. Venom. Yeah. So yeah. That that was, I, that my, was my appreciation of it has only grown. So maybe it wasn't that apparent on the episode. But we're talking about Venom. One. Yes, Venom One. I don't like Venom 2 as much or at all. But uh, Venom <laughs> One I like a lot. So uh, yeah. 
I think that's where a big divide is. Maybe we can do a retro review of that at some point. Oh wow, yeah, that's it. We'll, we'll try to we'll we'll scour the uncanny archives and we'll try to find uh, more films that we can review that uh, will divide Dylan and my opinion. Which you like Venom, a- Nick? Oh yeah, I like Venom. Uh, I mean, I actually like I actually really liked uh, Let There Be Carnage, but I did feel like there were some type of like, oh, that was like missed opportunity. Like when you know you got Carnage dead, it's like, well, there goes some missed opportunities right there. Yeah, no kidding. That was so that Nick was can my be only on this thing. Venom review. We can we can team oh, yeah. up and oh, take boy. Michael down. Take me down. All right, fine. <laughs> and, that, and that's and that's me also being a Tom Hardy fan. I was like, you know. And then people, I've had people say, "Oh, Tom Hardy was terrible." Like, would you rather have Eric Foreman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. I, Tom Hardy was fine in those movies. T- Tom Hardy was not the problem with those movies. Tom Hardy gave the Matt Smith performance. Yes, he in did those movies, but he was the lead. You know, I yes, love it. and that's what and and that Tom Hardy is the best part of those movies. easily easily but anyway that's going to do it for us this week thank you all so much for downloading us we really appreciate all the support bye everyone this is dylan later y'all it's nick and i'm michael we'll see you next time thanks for sticking around for the mid credits we can tell you've been trained well if you want to help us out please go over to itunes and leave us a five-star review It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.